This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Did Caesar live here? Um, no. I don't think so. I went to Vegas last weekend. Pretty crazy. Vegas, baby! Vegas! Gentlemen, welcome to Las Vegas. Why don't you give me half the money you were gonna bet? Then we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day! Some guys just can't handle Vegas. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. The topic for this episode of the podcast is a somewhat controversial one, and one that affects pretty much anyone and everyone who travels to Las Vegas. This time around, we're talking about resort fees. For the uninitiated, resort fees are an extra fee that most Las Vegas hotels charge above and beyond the actual room rate. Depending on the hotel, these can be anywhere from $25 a night all the way up to $45 a night. For example, a property over on Fremont Street, such as the D, would be on the lower end of the scale, whereas somewhere on the Strip, like the Wynn or the Venetian, would be on the higher end of things. Now, the stink of it is that a lot of people come to Vegas completely unprepared to pay these fees. They book a hotel via a third-party website where they see a room listed for $45 a night, they fly through the reservation process, and then they're shocked when they're charged an additional $40 a night when they arrive at the hotel. So exactly what are you getting in exchange for these so-called resort fees? Well, the hotels would have you believe that you're getting access to things like Wi-Fi, the pool, the fitness center, the business center, free local calls, airline boarding pass printing, and maybe a few other goodies as well. In fact, what you're actually getting is really a whole fat lot of nothing. People are tired of being nickel and dime to death in Las Vegas, and resort fees are just a small part of that. Joining me for this episode of the podcast is Lauren Wolf. Lauren is a Washington, D.C.-based lawyer who, like a lot of other people who travel across the U.S., was tired of having to pay this so-called mandatory fee in exchange for, essentially, nothing. So Lauren decided to do something about it. She launched KillResortFees.com, a website devoted to eliminating resort fees. In addition to that, the website is also a great resource for information on how you can avoid paying resort fees, how you can get your resort fees refunded, and what you can do to start forcing the government to take action against resort fees. Here's my conversation with Laura Wolf. started with resort fees was that I'm a very experienced traveler. I've traveled all over the world to almost 100 countries and I always am interested in improving travel in the United States. It's something I work on. uh, It's my job and it shocked me when I as a very experienced traveler and lawyer went to Florida and I was charged a surprise hotel resort fee. And then I was uh, charged yet another resort fee one day later at a hotel in Miami. So both hotels I had paid for in advance on Hotels.com. And both said that they were paid in full. When I arrived at the hotel, of course, they demanded a $20 and $25. The other one, hotel resort fee. 
I was curious about the legality of it because it seemed to totally violate all consumer protection laws that I knew of. And so sure enough, for the first one, um, I sued the hotel in small claims court in Washington, D.C. The hotel got the um, notice of the lawsuit and they just wrote me a check for the amount of the resort fee plus the court costs that are required to, for me to file that. The other one I simply kicked off of my Amex credit card. I had the old Amex Starwood card and I kicked it off of that. Is it common, do you think? Do you do a lot of people go to the lengths that you have gone or do they just kind of say, eh, you know what, it's a thing and that's it? Well, obviously they, they, they're still existing because most people aren't doing anything about it. What's shocking is that these fees, I've learned a lot more since I personally was charged the fees. These fees are illegal already under existing state law. They're specifically illegal under Nevada's Deceptive Trade Practices Act, which is their existing consumer protection law. The problem is that the person who has to enforce these laws is the Nevada Attorney General. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or a Republican. We just had a Republican attorney general in Nevada. And um, as of the last election, there's a Democrat now. We're hearing that Nevada is basically the only state where people are filing consumer complaints with the attorney general there. And he's not responding to any of them. His office has never responded to anything. As far as we know, they're not doing anything in Nevada to uphold existing consumer protections in the state law due to the power of the gambling and hotel lobbies to pay off all these politicians. Right. So there's there's no worries, though, because there is actually a very big investigation by 47 attorneys general. So it's 46 states plus Washington, D.C. have joined in an investigation into seeing if hotel resort fees are deceptive and are are misleading and deceptive, um, which are the kind of AG speak for illegal. Um because it's an investigation, we don't know exactly which states are the ones that said that they're not involved. It's three, it's four states because it's 47 because it's 46 states plus D.C. Mm -hmm. um, and we only know of this investigation because the attorney general of Washington, D.C., Carl Racine, subpoenaed Marriott because Marriott refused to comply with the investigation. And that's a public record. So, I mean, I guess the argument, it's one of those things, too, where, you know, and again, by no means do I say, hey, you know what, these resort fees are great. But just to play devil's advocate for a half a second, there's always the argument of, well, you know, I mean, if you don't read the fine print, like that's really kind of your own fault for not reading the fine print and seeing it's in there. Yes. And that is exactly what the hotel said to me when I was uh, first charged this. But the issue is that it's actually illegal. So I would go back to them and say, it doesn't matter. You know, this form that I signed, right? Like, I'm going to pay this rate. I paid this much to stay at the um, Doubletree in Key West, right? That's a contract. Well, a contract has to be legal for it to be valid. That's Contracts 101. Everyone learns that in law school. So it doesn't matter, honestly, what you're signing it has to hold up in a court of law. And the issue is that resort fees are illegal. So even if the hotel writes in at the bottom in extremely fine print, you will, this will be this rate up here that we quoted you is actually going to have to pay another $25 a night plus 
um, Nevada hotel tax, that's illegal because you have to charge the actual amount that you're going to be charged according to the Nevada Deceptive Trade Practices Act. That's why you don't see this in other goods. Um, Nevada, like many states in their Deceptive Trade Practices Act, which is the base consumer protection law that every state has, they do specifically call out other bad actors that have previously engaged in this type of behavior. It's common, you know, with car dealerships or cable companies. They think they're above the law. People get mad. They get specific sections in the Deceptive Trade Practices Act saying that whatever they were previously doing is illegal. So what could happen in the future is the AGs could come out with a ruling saying these are illegal. But if they don't specifically say that, um, what could go forward in the future is that even though they're already illegal in the Deceptive Trade Practices Act, since no one has the chutzpah to actually enforce it and they're just doing whatever the um, you know, casino operators want them to do, if people in Las Vegas force their politicians to pass a new you know, paragraph into the Nevada Deceptive Trade Practices Act, they could also say, okay, listen, hotel resort fees are already illegal according to this act, but we're specifically saying you, know, you have to advertise the full rate of the hotel, um, and that's the law. So they're already illegal, but you could add it in sp very specifically to really, you know, to, to spell it out for them. So is the issue then more so that it's because they're calling it a mandatory fee? Like in my mind, I'm thinking, how is this any different from, say, an airline that charges for baggage or seat selection or a car rental company that charges, you know, quotes you a rate, but then charges you a concession and location fee and an extra fee for picking it up at the airport and this fee and that fee? Is it because the, the properties try to turn around and say this is mandatory? Yes. Um, if it was optional, there wouldn't be any issue. That's why parking, though people don't like it, it's totally legal. There's an exchange of service. You're paying for a parking spot. The end. Right. You cannot. You can take an Uber there and then you wouldn't pay for a parking spot. So there's options. So, you know, parking is annoying and there's certainly a case to be made for why to eliminate it, but it's not a legal issue. Hotel resort fees are simply illegal. The issue is that you can't get out of it. So the Department of Transportation regulates airline travel. Um, DOT, which is the abbreviation for Department of Transportation, they already passed a rule saying that full fare advertising for seats is mandatory in the United States. That means that you can get a, your butt in a seat on an airline and go from point A to point B for the price that you are paying for that flight. It doesn't say you can bring a bag on. It doesn't say you can sit next to your wife, but it does say you can go from point A to point B. My concern or my thought is if, if a hotel is required to eliminate these resort fees and charge it as part of the rate, Will they try to make up for that lost income, i.e. the a higher amount that they'll have to give in commissions to uh, third parties like Expedia or Hotwire or Hotels.com? Will they turn around and try to make it up with something like, for example, parking fees? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to recoup the money. Um, 
they could probably just raise the rate. I know that at a lot of hotels like Circus Circus and Excalibur, you're getting almost every single night the resort fee costing more than the advertised rate of the room. That's totally insane and it's illegal. So instead of charging a $35 room and a $38 resort fee, they can just, you know, charge a $65 or $70 a night room plus tax. If they want to charge for parking, they can add parking. I mean, I don't know how they would break it down, but my main concern is just to get some, <laughs> you know, if you want to sleep in a bed in Las Vegas, you should pay the advertised room rate and that should get you the key to the room without a problem. And and this is, you know, speaking with you about this is helpful because in my mind and and seeing where you're coming from on this as far as, you know, making it not a mandatory fee and just rolling it into part of the room because uh, some of the complaints that I see online in the different Vegas Facebook groups that I'm a part of, people complain about the cost of the resort fee. And and my argument and my thought in my head is always, well, I mean, yeah, it's an extra 35 or an extra $40 on top of the room rate. But let's look at the room rate for a second. You're paying 35 or $40 a night. You're getting a room in arguably the most exciting city in the United States of America for under $100 a night that, you know, I've I've paid $150 a night for a room in Fargo, North Dakota. The discussion was always, you know, just budget for it. Just figure it into your cost, right? Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think most frequent travelers to Las Vegas know that every Vegas hotel is lying to you about the price of the room. But to me, the issue is that the hotels are lying to you. Why would you want to go to a place that is literally breaking the law to scam you. It's just, there's so many places to go in the United States and around the world that there's options to go that aren't robbing you. Right. So I guess my, my next question then obviously is, you know, what, what can a person do to not pay these resort fees you know, I, I looking on the website, which by the way is, is a fantastic website, very well laid out and, and answers a lot of these questions. But I mean, if, you know, what, what is, what is a person's option as far as, you know, dealing with the resort fees? I would say that, um, file a complaint with the Nevada attorney general. Um, and then if that doesn't get anywhere, cause it's likely not to based off of what people have told me, um, to dispute the resort fee with your credit card. Um, and specifically point out the Nevada deceptive trade practices act. It's against the law. Um, and your credit card will likely refund you. Like I said, my credit card refunded me and it was a Starwood, Starwood Amex. I mean, it's a hotel credit card. Um, and, you know, I think that they just don't have enough people disputing this. If any other, uh, if, if people are in the United States, um, the Nevada attorney general has not followed up on these complaints. As far as we know, I haven't heard of him ever following up on one and, and him, I'm referring to both the current Democrat and the previous Republican. We've never known anyone to successfully be able to fight a consumer complaint on resort fees in Nevada. However, almost every other state is processing the consumer complaints. The really, the forms take 60 seconds to fill out. They're all online. Um, and you can file, like if you're from New York or if you're from North Dakota, just file with your attorney general in North Dakota or the New York attorney general. You can just do it in your home state if you're from another state in the United States. And so I guess the next question then is when I'm checking out of the hotel, 
when I walk up to the front desk on my last day and they say, thank you, Mr. Walker, here's your final bill. I can look at that and go, nope, I'm not paying those resort fees. I don't think that's going to get you anywhere, frankly. <laughs> and I do feel bad, honestly, for the front desk clerks who are, you know, not earning that much money and they have to deal with these people. They're certainly not the ones that set these um, prices and they probably would really like for you to have a great time. I do think you could ask politely and just say, you know, these fees are against the law. I don't think I should be paying them and I'll dispute them later. So you could refund me now or I will definitely get the money back later. But at the end of the day, the person who's earning probably just above minimum wage, who's working at many of these desks in Las Vegas, is probably not the best person to take your anger out at. Has there been any discussion at all about class action suits? Yeah, there's a few lawsuits in the works right now. One of them is against Wyndham, and it's been able to move forward. There's another one that's going on um, in another jurisdiction. And then there's another interesting one in Las Vegas that is going forward that's also just about kind of the issue of the hotels lying to say that internet is covered in the resort fee. Internet cannot be taxed at the hotel tax rate, um, which is what the hotels are saying when they are saying that a resort fee covers Wi-Fi in a hotel. That's also against the law. So there's a case about that going on. So there's a lot of litigation. The problem with this is that cases like these can take three or four years to work themselves through a court system. Like the Wyndham case, which is promising, um, just fought a battle to even be heard in court. It won. So it, the case will be heard. Um, but that still means that, you know, you're <laughs> potentially a year or even two away from a judgment on that case. Well, and, and some of the tricks that some of the hotels have have tried as as far as resort fees. I mean, I recently I received an email offer from Treasure Island saying, hey, we've got this offer, this no resort fees offer, blah, blah, blah. So I priced it out and it was eighty five dollars a night. I jumped on to Expedia and I looked at the cost of the room, just a straight up booking. It was $50 a night plus the $30 a night resort fee. Yep. And this is, again, the hotels saying that a resort fee covers anything is a complete and total farce. It's a lie. It's just a way that the hotel lies to consumers about what's included in the room rate. And the only way that they're getting away with illegally lying about the price of a room in violation of existing Nevada law is that the gambling and hotel lobby is very powerful in Nevada and they pay off their politicians to vote and support the gambling and hotels over the people. And I think you're finally seeing now that, you know, visitation this past month is down 1.4%. It's been down consistently previously. And, you know, the convention authority and the mayor and ever the, you know, the commissioners in uh, the county don't want to admit that resort fees are a thing. Um, so no one's actually has any incentive to rein them in because basically all of their politicians are getting paid off by the hotel lobbies. If you look at the congressional candidates, the mayor, the AG, the doesn't matter, Democrat or Republican, their number one donors are MGM casinos, you know, the Caesars casino, they're just, it's insane. So until the people of Nevada really rise up against their politicians to demand better and demand that, you know, these resort fees are 
what the casinos want, but they're driving down tourism now at this point, which is hurting Nevada jobs. And it's hurting the money that people in Las Vegas who work in these hotels can put in their pockets. So it's, it's shocking to me that somebody who isn't an honest politician in Nevada hasn't come forward with this. And I mean, I have sample legislation um, that would add this to, you know, a ban on hotel resort fees specifically to the Nevada Deceptive Trade Practices Act. But really, it shouldn't be necessary because it's already illegal according to Nevada law. And it's really becoming a, a situation to, I mean, they're starting to make these moves towards, you know, automated bartenders in the back and, and cutting down on service and, and you know, self-serve check-in kiosks at the, at the front desk. Like it, it really is, it's getting frustrating. And as, as I say, it feels like you're, you're paying more and you're getting less. Yes, 100%. You are paying more and getting less. I mean, frankly, the last, I used to go to Las Vegas every single year. I grew up going to Las Vegas. I'm originally from Detroit. I've always said that I've traveled all over the world, but my favorite flight in the world is the Detroit to Las Vegas flight. Never have you met a better group of people more excited to get their weekend on. But I have not gone back since I was charged a resort fee. And I knew about the resort fee going in. This was like six, seven years ago. Um, you know, I was a youngish woman. A bunch of my friends were having bachelorette parties. And ever since I've directed them to other cities because I am so morally opposed to the concept of ripping people off an extra $25 a night. So, I mean, I'm one of obviously millions of people that feels like this. Um, and it's just, it's really a shame because it's hurting the tourism of Las Vegas, which in turn hurts the people who live and work there. And the politicians, unfortunately, haven't stood up to the hotels and casinos to implement better policy and basically enforce existing laws. Well, Lauren, I, I really do appreciate, again, you taking the time to to hop on here and, and chat with me about this. It's a it's a topic that uh, always gets a, a fervor of of yelling back and forth and a lot of discussion on on various Facebook pages and always ends with somebody typing all caps. So I, I again, it's it's a, a, a topic that people are passionate about. So I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to jump on. Uh, if people want to find you guys uh, online to uh, to join in the discussion, they, there's all kinds of places they can do that. Yep. Um, I run the website killresortfees.com that I started after I was charged a resort fee. Um, I just put as much info as I can there. I try and, you know, push info out on Twitter and post some photos on Instagram at both the Kill Resort Fees handle. Also, I do work for Travelers United, which is an organized, established organization in Washington, D.C. that fights for consumer travel rights. So there's all sorts of issues there that you can get involved with if you want from hotel resort fees to, you know, making sure the Department of Transportation does enforce um, or implement a rule about being able to sit next to your spouse or kid um, on an airline, things like that. So that's what we work on. Normally, you might want to get involved there. And and as you say, I mean, there's some amazing resources and some really in-depth stuff on the uh on the website at killresortfees.com. We've really just scratched the surface here today. So I hope people will uh, will go to the website and and take a look and and see some of the, the great stuff that you've got on there. Thank you very much, Lauren. Well, thank you. 
All right, that pretty much wraps things up for this episode of the podcast. As always, if you've got feedback on the show, you've got Vegas-related questions, or you want help planning your own Las Vegas trip with ideas on where to stay, where to eat, what shows to see, or what to do, feel free to reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at JeffDoesVegas, or email me at Jeff at WalkerNewMedia.com. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are posted. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 21 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast, a Walker New Media production.